0: Welcome to the Money Time Freedom Talk Show, where Eric will express how he went from a drug addict to six figures per month. He's not selling anything. On this show, he wants to teach you, inspire you, and help you make better decisions in life. his story of how he made a change and to have more freedom and just come out of dark places and also ways to sell like a legend and grow a successful business What is going on guys? Give me a second here. All right. What's up guys? It's Eric Anthony here and welcome to today's training on the eight startup business lessons I learned after building three businesses from my mom's basement. Um, Not really from my mom's basement, but I was living in a small room with my mom six years ago. So in this episode, we'll talk about the many failures I experienced starting businesses with barely anything really. And uh, one of those business was living with my mom and the many lessons I've learned from uh, eight-figure mentors that I have personally worked with and my own experiences as well. So over the past six years, I've built three businesses. Uh, one failed and two became very successful. And these are the countless and painful lessons I learned in the startup phases. Uh, so I'd like to share those pitfalls, those insights and lessons that I learned along the way, because the startup can really be The toughest part of the business now, whether you're building your business from scratch or simply looking for some motivation to pursue your dreams, this episode today should inspire and enlighten you and just be super relatable to what you may be experiencing right now in the startup phase. So um, the whole goal here is to kind of avoid the same pitfalls, or if you're going through those pitfalls of starting a business, maybe it can just relate and it kind of push you through it. Um, and starting and the reason because starting a business or introducing a, a new product can be compared to, I like to use this analogy of s- jump-starting a motionless train. So it takes a great deal of energy to get it moving and kind of get it in the direction that you want. But once it starts to accelerate, it becomes a lot easier to keep up with the pace. So to get the engine going, it's, it's really the most challenging at first. And what I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is the biggest challenge at stage one or when you're just beginning or at startup phase is maintaining faith in the face of setbacks and adversity, which will come up in your business. For me, learning to balance the emotions of believing in myself and my business while knowing enough to change course when things are not working has been really key with doing this. So when you embark on your entrepreneurship journey Um, envision a just like envision a big ass train sitting idle just staying where it's at and gleaming tracks that lead to a prosperous city down the road and that city does eagerly wait for your arrival and the rewards it has are in store for you all you have to do is actually put your plan into action okay so for first time entrepreneurs, the primary obstacle in the initial stage is in, of your business is preserving through setbacks. So one of my mentors who runs a consulting agency that now generates multiple millions of dollars, he's eight figure business, um, he actually mentioned to me that he struggled with balancing his belief in his business with the need uh, with the need to pivot when necessary. So despite numerous unsuccessful marketing strategies that he did and um, sales strategies, you know, he just stayed and remained determined and focused because he knew there was a demand for his service. So he observed other profitable businesses and realized that he could also succeed because if there's someone else in the same market that's really crushing it, then you probably can too. So what he did was he continued to experiment with different approaches, different strategies, Um, Until he really found like what was optimum for him, what was going to work the best, which which really took him a few years to get there. Um, And now he has, you know, more businesses, more business than he can handle. He has a ton of clients. And according to him, he would still be struggling if he had stuck to his original selling strategy. So what I'm trying to say here is adaptability was the key to his success. And with my personal experience with new startups and also coaching startup businesses, I can at least, uh, I can attest that launching a business requires a significant amount of effort and dedication. And it's oftentimes a lot more than you even anticipated. And the biggest reason why people fail is because they don't do it for long enough because it doesn't happen as quick as they want. So once your business is moving forward, it becomes a lot easier to navigate And although you still will encounter obstacles probably for the rest of your life or later on, there won't be anything in comparison to the initial challenges of actually starting out because that discomfort is just massive in the beginning. It's all new to you. So during the first stage of your business, um, you know, when it's just an infant, it's just a little baby. Keep this in mind as your business does start to gain momentum you can you can then relax a little bit and let the weight of the train kind of just push it forward so don't worry if if hard work scares you like a lot of people you know they don't make the decision to build a business because that hard work uh kind of scares them and it's 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 a natural and intelligent response of a human being entrepreneurs want an easier life that's why we start businesses we don't start businesses to make our life harder or to live in a more challenging uh, type of life. The whole reason we start a business is to get out of the nine to five, out of the hamster wheel. No one's really ever started a business and said something like, I'm gonna start a new business so I can work myself sick and stay away from my family. That's not things we say. We say, I'm gonna start a business so I could have more time with my family, more financial freedom, and more freedom overall to travel around the world and do awesome shit. So again, one of my old mentors Really emphasizes that starting a business from scratch is the most challenging but also rewarding phases, but also the most frustrating. And even if you're you've been successful before, your expectations for success will always typically be too optimistic. And I don't want to say being optimistic is bad. I think it's a great thing, but I can attest to this because only, you know, there's only been one time in my life. That my business grew quicker than I even anticipated as I set the goal to be, right? Which was when I first started my online fitness business, I made 10 grand my first month. And I honestly did not expect that. I was like, maybe I'll make two, three grand and just boom. But after that, it's never happened. It's never, I never set a goal like I'm gonna make 50K per month and then hit it the next month. It always took way longer than I anticipated or expected because I was too optimistic. So, the reason for that is, you know, the market or what you're doing, the strategies you're doing, really the market is difficult to penetrate. And when you encounter these problems, it's kind of hard to pinpoint the source of where that is coming from. Um, you know, and you kind of question yourself: uh, is it, it could be your technical support? Is it your creativity? Is it your product? Is it your marketing? And to identify those problems, you need to analyze your sales and conversions uh carefully right and when you do spot those problems be prepared to revise your ideas your business plan may end up looking completely different from the one you initially started with but success is overall what matters and us entrepreneurs and business owners are inclined to see quick and easy solutions that's what we are here to do and that's why you know how-to books and programs for entrepreneurs And coaching and all that stuff um, often use those types of words. We have ideas about how life could be easier, and then we start working on our new businesses. However, we never anticipate just how hard we'll have to work to get there. So, I've talked to so many successful business people who have uh, really opened up to me about how difficult starting a new business really is, and including my own experience and my clients that I coach as well. If they had known how tough it would be, like some some people that I know, it's so tough that they might not have ever even tried it. And I used to feel the same way, but I I I've changed my my tune, and I can't lie, um, I can't lie that launching a business is not easy, but I know that the hard work is is totally worth it in the end. The the whole reason why we start, like I mentioned, that freedom and uh, getting out of the nine to five. It's all worth the hard work, and I've gained a lot of knowledge and experience over the past six years on how to start a successful business and launch new products. And I've learned that the most important thing is to focus on selling your product right out the gates, right in the beginning. If you spend way too much time perfecting your product or getting the perfect office or the perfect camera, um, you know this. Even this camera I'm looking at right now, it's like a two thousand dollar camera. It's, it's something I didn't get for like five years in the game. And if you focus on these things initially, your business really won't go anywhere. It's, it's like a train sitting uh, in idle on the tracks. And in order for you to get that train to start moving, you need to focus on fueling it with sales, not polishing it up and making it look sexy. You do that, you polish it up and make it look sexier as you go. So remember that um, one way that I've heard it put is that, you know, steam is your revenue and sales are your fuel. So don't waste your time on flashy, you know, marking materials, uh, brochures, websites, um, cards. You know, instead, what you want to do is focus on selling your product and let that steam drive your business forward. Um, so just to give you some takeaways to help you become a master at starting new businesses is don't be afraid of hard work because it's ap- it's 100% necessary for success. There's, there's no way around it. Two is focus on your product and selling it from the beginning. Don't focus on the bells and whistles, focus on sales. Okay, three is be ready to make changes and adapt to market conditions because shit's going to come up and you're going to have to change with those conditions. Four is analyze your sales and your conversion figures to identify problems and constraints in your business so you can be adaptable and make the right changes to those problems. Last one is five is your business plan may change drastically from the one that you initially started with, but that's okay. As long as you're achieving success and it might change two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Okay. Now, another business that I knew, he had a business that was worth, uh, I think it was like 150 million. And he told me this one thing. So he said, you better believe we're going to like, spend time and effort on selling it. However, he said in the beginning is the time to sell your product, not your company. So don't waste your hard earned cash again on fancy things like office space, couches, equipment, um, and these things, you know, things that won't even be noticed from your customers. Instead, do whatever it takes to get what you need, whether that's borrowing or getting a alone or do whatever it is that you need. uh, So you can just upgrade your business lifestyle later, once you're racking in those profits, right? So starting in your basement, like I did, and I know, let me, before someone calls me a liar, I didn't really start my mom's basement. I started in her, in her, uh, the room that she had for me, but it was a very small apartment in New Jersey. But I think basement just sounds cooler. That's why I labeled it that. So let me just put that in there because a lot of people say you're a liar, Eric. Anyways, I started my business living with my mom, uh, my first business at the age of 27. And that whole basement or kitchen adds to your rags to riches story that you can use to inspire your clients, your, your audience, and also your employees as well, which is really important to be able to inspire them and lead them. So don't be fooled by, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know if there's a lot, but there's a lot of people that talk, right? And there's fake business gurus. Um, and these are, a lot of these people have never actually started a business in their whole entire life, except for the business of giving advice, right? You ever get like, that's like getting weight loss advice from an overweight, from someone that's like 300 pounds and never lost a pound in their life. You don't want to listen to that. You want to listen to someone that's lost hundred pounds, someone that's lost 50 pounds, Someone that's that's working on getting in shape and has had success, right? It's like, um, you don't want to listen to advice from a, a startup business that's making no money, maybe a little nuggets here and there, but you want to listen to successful people who have done what you want to do over and over and over. And I also want to add to this, like, you know, be proud of your business skills, even if they're at a one out of 10, even if they're at a one out of 100, be proud of your business skills don't be arrogant about your ideas because learning the, the process is, is key to becoming successful at starting a business. And some of your ideas will work and some will completely get shitted on. And just don't let your ego get in the way of that process. I always like to get my advice from you know, smart people. You know That means mentors, formal mentors, people with more experience or similar experience where, of where you're at. And temporary mentors who are happy to answer your questions, like don't be afraid to ask questions, even if it makes you feel subordinate or less than them. There's a way to ask questions that empowers you. And when you have a new exciting idea, make a list of experienced people and ask for their advice, right? And treat that advice like gold and let your advisors know how much you value their generosity as well, right? Right. So never think that you, you, you know more than the market, okay? Um, your customers are are really the ultimate judge of what is valuable and exciting. Use your instincts, but don't commit all your capital to project until, you're, until you've tested your idea, right? So spend 80% of your time overseeing the marketing and sales. A lot of people wanna delegate everything to somebody in the initial stages of the business. And you don't want to delegate these roles to someone else yet, right? You can hire good marketers and copywriters, but as CEO, you need to be in a driver's seat. You, you need to, you know, be taking control of most things at first. And you want to make sales your top priority in the very beginning uh, stages of your business. Okay. Now acquiring the knowledge about sales and marketing is absolutely crucial for the success of your business. If you look behind me, there's there's books, I got books everywhere and I hire mentors all the time. So take advantage of your free time to read those books, to take courses and seek advice from experts, right? This investment in your education will pay off tremendously, right? Way more than college, way more than anything in the world. These investments that I've made into my skills and my knowledge have gotten me paid way more than doctors and stuff like that, right? and not only for your current business but also for your future ventures so mentors that I hired 6 years ago to build my first business you know I've taken that same education and that knowledge and that those skills to build my second and fail at my well to fail at my second and to do good on my third so in the beginning it's it's super important to identify um you know who those people are and 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 get with the right people and learn from them okay so the next thing is Um, In the beginning, um, when you're first starting your business, you really want to identify what's optimally selling for you, what the best selling strategy is for you, which can be a combination of things. It can be a combination of media. It can be a a combination of pricing, uh, positioning. Um, It can be a combination of all three of those that will attract the most qualified customers. Now, while your best selling strategy may be similar to your competitor's, make sure to include at least one element that's that's a dominating particular advertising piece, right? And just having a unique structure to that or offering a better unique selling proposition to that. And once you determine your best strategy, you can use it as your fast track to grow and become profitable as well. Um, pricing and other aspects of Your offer definitely play a crucial role in sales as well. And your initial marketing goal should be to achieve a high volume of qualified customers. In order for you to actually do this, you kind of got to determine what they call uh, an allowable acquisition cost. And what I mean by that is how much can you afford to pay to bring in a new customer while charging less for your front end product this can bring in more customers. So make sure not to compri- uh, compromise their quality or your future cash flow doing that. So for example, uh, well, that's why I love online coaching businesses, is because your front-end uh, cost of acquisition is is barely is barely anything, right? You all you need is trainerize for the workouts for online fitness coaching. Uh, you you know, you need your fingers and you need your mouth. It's, 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 the systems are so cheap, right? Trainerize is used to serve your clients, you don't need paid ads, social media, sorry, social media is free guys. So your, your startup cash, you don't need a lot you do to get a mentor and stuff like that to get you there quicker. But that brings your allowable acquisition costs, you know, like everything is basically profit. Okay, so next thing is ensure that your marketing's main goal is to bring in a specific number of qualified customers. You should know how many customers that you need to get to acquire and get to 10 k per month. And achieving this target will lead to, to profitability and enough cash flow to, to fund you for further business growth. Now, ways that you can obviously do these marketing techniques is DMing, which is one of the best ways, emails, emails. Um, Uh, social media, right? And you can use these things to test new ideas because it's fast, it's cheap and efficient. So remember that a strong focus on sales and marketing is the key to the success of your business. And that's what's great about social media is that they're all free forms of marketing unless you start getting into paid ads, which you really shouldn't be getting into paid ads until you're generating a lot of cash. So yeah. So when it comes to what I just mentioned right there, that's what a lot of people call direct marketing. And when it comes to direct marketing, direct marketing is the real deal. Direct marketing, when I, say, when I say that again, I mean is directly asking for your audience to take action. It's not just about asking people what they might do. It's about giving them the chance to actually do it by selling them your product. And let me tell you, whether it's through TV, space ads, retail, social media, uh, phone calls, there's always a way to test new ideas. Through direct marketing. So if you wanna be a badass entrepreneur, you gotta figure out how to do that. Period. Now, when it comes to pricing, you need to favor at first, I, in my opinion, especially if you're very new to sales, you wanna favor the downside of high ticket. Excuse me, let me drink some water. So you want to do high ticket prices, but you want to favor the downside of it. So if you're a coach, you know, in the long run, you'll make profits from selling uh, more profit from selling higher priced products to your best customers, obviously. But in the beginning, I would suggest what worked for me is to focus on volume. So for example, an online fitness coach, I'd suggest to start out, you know, if you had zero clients, start out at 750, maybe 1K. And then gradually increase to $1,500, $2,000, $3,000, et cetera, as you get more confident with your sales and you get that volume. But at first you really want to get that volume, pump some testimonials, get that experience in because you want to achieve your targeted mass of qualified customers as quickly as possible. Okay. Now the pro tip, another pro tip is I'm going to say it again, do not invest a lot of money into websites, logos, Etc., before you figured out your best selling strategy, instead, pre test your idea before you create the product. There are countless ways to do this, like selling your product in advance as a special marketing test, or dry testing a marketing strategy by selling without the product and then refunding all the money uh, the test brings in, or even serving some people for free in exchange for a testimonial and referral. And then charge after those first couple of clients. Okay. You, you shouldn't be, there's so many people that get websites and they just throw money down the drain. And it can be pretty pricey if you go to someone that's really good. Instead, you want to just go get some customers, test out the market, see how it works, prove that people want your stuff and that it's good quality. And then you can go and, you know, um get websites and all the fancy stuff. So there you have it, guys. This is the Uh, Money Time Freedom podcast, and we're here to help you become the ultimate badass entrepreneur. So make sure you tune in uh, next week for more tips and tricks to help you achieve financial success, time freedom, and a life of your dreams. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Money Time Freedom podcast. Please like, subscribe and follow on Instagram at Eric underscore Fit, and keep showing up so that you can live a better life.